the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Hi, ladies. Welcome to Open My Eyes. I'm Lori Wilburn. I want to share with you a burden that's on my heart. The impact of secular humanism on our nation, our children, and our grandchildren. We can't stick our heads in the sand and pretend that these forces of evil aren't thriving. In 1 Timothy 1, Paul mentions the influence of two women, Lois and Eunice. Their faith in God and the knowledge of His Word was passed on to the next generation, and what an impact they made. Women of God, we've been given a vital sphere of influence. Now, more than ever, in the love and boldness of God's Spirit, we need to proclaim God's story with our mouths, pass on the legacy of faith in how we live, and take a stand for God's truth to this generation. To learn more, visit my blog at corechurchla.org, corechurchla.org. I wonder if you've made any really bad decisions that have ended up compromising your faith. Welcome to Core Truth Radio, a radio ministry of Core Church Los Angeles with pastor and Bible teacher Steve Wilbur. Pastor Steve will be teaching the Word of God with truth right from the Bible. For more information, log on to corechurchla.org. That's corechurchla.org. Now here's Pastor Steve with today's Core Truth. Yes, we've all been guilty of helping the Lord out here. But why? I think because ultimately we want our way. We want our will to be done. It's like we're impatient. Like, hey, what did you have to do? you have to go slaughter the cow? I mean, didn't you already have the cow slaughtered before I got here? What's taking so long here? I mean, but we are just impatient. But the Bible tells us in Psalm 62.5, he says, My soul waits in silence for God only, for my hope is from him. He only is my rock and my salvation, my stronghold. I shall not be shaken. So remember, part of praying is willing to wait for the Lord. You're asking the Lord for something. Now, Part of that prayer is the willingness to say, God, I trust you in this, and I'm willing to wait for your will over my will. Listen, slower is faster. You singles, listen. It's like you can go date this person, date that person, date that person, date that person, which could be prolonging God bringing the right person in your life. So if you would have just waited in the first place, maybe God would have brought that person, or if you would have allowed God to do the tempering work that he wants to do in you, it could have happened maybe much faster. Listen, not only does our sin affect the people around us, but it also affects the heart of God. You know, it breaks God's heart when we rebel against him. That's something to think about. But getting back to our text here, in Genesis chapter 27, after hearing that Isaac is going to bless the hairy one, his oldest son Esau, 
you know, Rebecca goes into hyperdrive and quickly grabs Jacob with her plan to derail the blessing from her oldest son, Esau. Wait a minute, Jacob says to his mom, hey, mom, I I know that you don't want dad to, to give the family blessing to Esau, but, you know, Esau is like, like, he's a hairy guy. And I don't have hair on my body like that. It's like, what if I get caught? I'm really going to be in bad shape. So he's trying to reason with his mother, who's trying to backdoor the Lord and trying to take all the situation into her hand and make it all happen herself here. But yet, Mama here, Rebecca's influence over her son, Jacob, won out. You know, mothers have their ways. And sometimes the way of a mother is complete and total uh, manipulation. And it's like, listen to me, young boy. I bore you. I brought you in this world, and I can take you out. You're going to do what I say. I'm your mother. The Bible says to leave and cleave. You know, that's not just for the young man to his wife. That's the parents to let go of their children so they can start their own family. But that's a whole other situation. But getting back to Rebecca, she was manipulating this situation. She said, I'll take the curse on me. Just do what I say, boy. And what a deceiver that Jacob became. This is where it started. And he agreed to compromise. He knew what was right, but he said, okay, mom, I'll do whatever you say. And this was a defining moment in Jacob's life. And it seemed to really change the entire course and direction of his life because he sacrificed his integrity You know, when you have integrity and you sacrifice it, it takes a long time to build that integrity back up. You know, when you are caught lying and cheating or whatever, you know, it takes, it causes a lot of pain in other people's life. And that person that you lied against and everything, you know, they're not going to trust you for a long time because you threw your integrity under the bus. Listen, when it all comes down to the end of everything, we have our integrity. And if people can't trust you, then... Yeah, you've lost a lot. I wonder if you've made any really bad decisions that have ended up compromising your faith. I wonder if you've gone back to those people and apologized. I wonder if you've tried to make restitution for the things that you've done. You know, those things that you look back on, things that you're still paying a price for. You know, we must learn from our mistakes. If we don't, we'll make them again so that we don't repeat those choices. And for those in the midst of, you know, maybe some bad choices now, and, you know, you're sitting there thinking like, man, I could do this and maybe, you know, get away a little cheaper, I could lie on this or whatever. Don't do that. Don't compromise. Listen, when you're a Christian, yeah, it'll cost you more money to be honest. I remember when I was a salesman selling construction equipment, and I I would be honest with people, and sometimes I have to be honest, it cost me the sale. You know, by telling the truth, uh, they didn't buy their piece of equipment, and it cost me sales. But I will also tell you this, by being honest and by losing those sales because I wanted to keep integrity, God brought way more business to me because the people knew that they could trust me, and they went with me. And so I'll tell you, don't lose your integrity. Don't compromise. God will make a way for you. He will always make a way for you. 
Well, we as believers must strive to do a trite, that's for sure. Again, not because we have to, but because we want to please our gracious Savior who forgave us of all of our sin, and he wrote our names in the book of life in heaven, never to be erased. Yet for those who have no desire to change or to listen to the voice of reason, you know, over our own desires, the Bible says in Proverbs twelve fifteen, he says, the way of a fool is right in his own eyes, but a wise man is he who listens to counsel. And not just any counsel, but biblical counsel. Anyway, let's pick up in verse 15 of Genesis 27. It says, Then Rebekah took the best garments of Esau, her elder son, which were with her in the house, and she put them on Jacob, her younger son. And she put the skins of a young goat on his hands and on the smooth part of his neck. Boy, talk about Esau being a hairy guy. She she put animal skins on him so that it would resemble how hairy this guy was. Anyway, verse 17. She also gave the savory food and the bread which she had made uh, to her son Jacob. Then he came to his father and said, My father. And he said, Here I am. Who are you, my son? And Jacob said to his father, I am Esau. Your first one. Maybe like, I am Esau. I mean, I am Esau. You're your firstborn. Uh, I have done as you have told me. Get up, please sit, eat of my game that you may bless me. And Isaac said to his son, how is it that you have, have it so quickly, my son? And he said, because the Lord your God caused it to happen to me. Now he's lying even with the Lord. Uh, God bless me in this? No, God's not blessing your manipulation, you little turkey anyway whatever okay verse 21 then isaac said to jacob please come close that i may feel you remember it said earlier that his eyes are really dim he couldn't hardly see he goes well let me feel you uh my son whether you are really my son esau or not because he you know he knew this was an esau so jacob came close to isaac you know his father and he felt him and he said well the voice is the voice of jacob But the hands are the hands of Esau, because he had animal skins. Okay, this is crazy. Verse 23. He did not recognize him because his hands were hairy like his brother's Esau's hands. So he blessed him. And he said, are you really my son Esau? And he said, I am. I mean, I am. Yes. So he said, bring it to me, and I will eat my son's game that I may bless you. And he brought it to him, and he ate. He also... Uh, you know, brought him wine and he drank. And hopefully he drank a lot to fool him here. Verse 26, then his father Isaac said to him, please come close and kiss me, my son. So he came close and he kissed him. Man, this is a kiss of deception. This is so bad what's happening here. And when he smelled the smell of his garments, he blessed him and said, see, the smell of my son is like the smell of the field, which the Lord has blessed. Now may God give you of the dew of heaven and of the fatness of the earth and the abundance of grain and new wine. And may people serve you and nations bow down to you. Be master of your brothers and may your mother's son bow down to you. Cursed be those who curse you and blessed be those who bless you. Wow. Think about how this, oh my goodness. I mean, Jacob redefines a liar and a cheat here. The deception there is so big. Just in what we just read there, if you go back and count it, 
he lies to his dad nine times. Jacob could have been known today as a, as a, used, car, a used car salesman. Hey, you should buy this car. Why? Because the tires match the color of your hair. I mean, it's like, you know, oh, yeah, it was only driven on Sundays to bingo. You know, it's like it was owned by an 80-year-old woman. You know, it's like, you know, he's learned to lie. He's learned to cheat and deceive. Think about that. And where did he learn all of this? From his mother. He learned it from his mother. Now he might be able to sell, I don't know, ice to Eskimos now. I wonder, have we lied to get us out of a jam, to make us look better, to blame shift, to pass the buck? What lies have we told to someone to get somewhere, you know, to be with someone we shouldn't be with, to gain approval of the world? What does the Bible say about lies and deception? Proverbs, 20, uh, Proverbs 12, verse 22 says, Lying lips are an abomination to the Lord, but those who deal faithfully are his delights. Revelation 21, 8 says, But for the cowardly and the unbelieving, talking about the judgment that's coming, the abominable, and for murderers, immoral persons, for sorcerers and idolaters, and all liars. Their part will be in the lake that burns with fire and brimstone, which is the second death. Isn't it amazing how God includes liars with all the sins that seem so much worse? The immoral persons, murderers, you know, the cowardly, unbelieving sorcerers. It's like, but he includes liars with that. When we lie, and it's like, when we lie, just know this we will also be lied to. We will reap what we sow. If you're a liar, people will lie to you because the Bible teaches very clearly that we will reap what we sow. That's why Galatians 6, 7 says, Do not be deceived. God is not mocked. Whatever a man sows, this he will also reap. For the one who sows to the flesh will from the flesh reap corruption. But the one who sows to the Spirit will from the Spirit reap eternal life. And that's exactly what happens to Jacob because his sin found him out. But at the moment, he received the full blessing from his father Isaac, which he would have got somehow anyway because God already said it was going to happen. But no, his mom came in and messed everything up. So the prayer called for prosperity here. And God, you know, Isaac was praying over him that he would have superiority. And it ended with a repeat of God's words and promises to Abraham from Genesis 12. Cursed will be those who curse you, and blessed are those who will bless you. And that's true. There might be those who try and make our lives miserable, but they will never prosper. They might make our lives miserable for a season, but they won't prosper. They will never win in the long run. Jesus said in Matthew 18, 6, he says, But whoever causes one of my little ones who believe in me to stumble, it would be better for him if a millstone was cast around his neck and thrown into the depth of the sea. Now, he said this at Capernaum. Now, I've been to Capernaum many times next to the Sea of Galilee, and there's all these millstones laying around all over the, you know, the ground. There are 2,000-year-old millstones. You know, that one looks like it weighs 300 pounds. That one's 400 pounds. That one might be 600 pounds. These giant millstones. So I can see Jesus talking to people outside, just saying, hey, 
If someone takes and causes one of my children to stumble, it'd be better to have one of these millstones wrapped around their neck and then tossed into the Sea of Galilee. And I can see him pointing over there, and the people will be like, hmm, yeah, that wouldn't be good. No, it wouldn't be. Don't mess with God's people. Which brings up our final point, the deception's reality. This is the fruit of it here. So let me read in verse 30. Again, it's a long section of Scripture, but we got to get the whole text here. It says, Now it came about, as soon as Isaac had finished blessing Jacob, and Jacob had hardly gone out from the presence of Isaac his father, that Esau, his brother, came in from his hunting. Then he had made savory food, and he brought it to his father, and he said to his father, Let my father arise and eat his son's game, that you may bless me. And Isaac, his father, said to him, Who are you? And he said, I'm your son, your firstborn, Esau. Then Isaac trembled violently and said, Well, who was he then that hunted game and brought it to me so that I ate all of it before you came in and I blessed him? Yes, and he shall be blessed. And when Esau heard the words of his father, he cried out with an exceeding great and bitter cry. And he said to his father, bless me, even me also, O my father. And he said, your brother came deceitfully, and he has taken away your blessing. Then he said, this is Esau, he is not rightly named Jacob. He's a deceiver. For he has supplanted me these two times, and he took away my birthright. And behold, now he has taken away my blessing. And he said, have you not reserved a blessing for me, dad? But Isaac replies to Esau, behold, I have made him your master and all of his relatives I have given to him as servants and with grain and new wine and I have sustained him. Now, as far as you then, what can I do, my son? And Esau said to his father, do you have only one blessing, my father? Bless me, even me also, O my father. He's pleading with him. So Esau lifted up his voice and he wept. Then Isaac, his father, answered and said to him, Behold, away from the fertility of the earth shall be your dwelling, and away from the dew of heaven from above. By your sword you shall live, and your brother shall serve. You shall serve your brother, and it shall come about when you become restless that you will break his yoke from your neck. So Esau bore a grudge against Jacob because of the blessing which his father had blessed him. And Esau said to himself, the days of my mourning for my father are near, then I will kill my brother Jacob. Wow. This is like soap opera material. Hey, listen, when they're making soap operas, man, they go to the Bible and find stories like this. Oh, this is juicy. It's like, oh my goodness, there is no soap opera that has anything on this. So Esau comes back. He's got his hot cooked meal with him. And Isaac said, who the heck are you? Oh no, I blessed the wrong son. And Isaac told Esau, your brother came to me and he deceitfully took away your blessing. So it's gone. It's history. It's out of here. It's like a feather in a whirlwind. Esau said, don't you have another blessing? Come on, dad, reach in your magic bag here. There's got to be another blessing in there. But no, there was only one. And now the elder will serve the younger. Esau said in verse 36, no wonder his name is Jacob. Stinking little deceiver here. He's done it to me twice. Uh, Actually, Esau, 
He's only done it to you once because you gave your birthright away for a bowl of beans. That was you. That was on you. But now on this one, yeah, you got worked. (laughs) You got completely put into the presidential seat of the club here. And now he is going to be your master. But look at what it's going to cost Jacob. His brother now has a huge grudge against him. And Esau said in verse 41 that when his father dies, I'm going to kill that little brother of mine. I'm going to wring his neck. Yes, lying and deceit will bring great pains in our lives. But then in verse 42, Rebekah gets wind that her oldest son, Esau, is going to kill Jacob, her little baby. Who caused all this? Rebekah caused all this. She tells Jacob, you have to get out of here. And yes, Rebekah knows Harry's ready to blow a gasket. He's going to kill him. So once again, here goes, I mean, when's this woman going to end? Rebecca manipulates the situation by manipulating her husband. Listen to Genesis 27, 46. It says, and Rebecca said to Isaac, I am tired of living because of the daughters of Heath. If Jacob takes a wife from the daughters of Heath like these, from the daughters of the land, what good will my life be to me? It's just over. I have these two boys. My oldest one's already married two heathen women. I don't want my younger, my little baby to marry another heathen woman. You got to send them away. You got to, you know, get them out of here. So she's trying to save because of this thing that she caused the whole problem herself. She's tired of living, she says. Why not just be honest with your husband? I told our son to deceive you, honey. I'm sorry, it's my fault. I wonder at what point did Rebecca start lying to her husband? Did it start with who burned the toast? Oh, it must have been the maid. Did she start blaming the maid? When did she start lying to her husband? Do you remember how Isaac, when he first met his wife, how he intimately and how he closely loved her. Remember in the last study how he was caressing her and how gentle he was with his wife? He loved his wife. At what point did Rebecca decide to live a double standard to her husband, to the man who loved her? Now, granted, they've been married 50 years now or whatever it's been, but at what point did it happen? I wonder if this would speak to anyone listening here today. Know this, when we compromise in the little things of life, it will only lead to bigger and bigger compromises in our life. So let me ask you, as we end here today, what compromises are going on in your life right now? Today, like what things are happening are you manipulating? Are you somehow you know, squandering things? Are you somehow working your company? Or you know, you working at home because of COVID and charging all these hours and you're not working all those hours? It's like, hey, no one's watching. So, hey, you know, yes, I'm hard at work as you're answering the phone and you're at the beach, you know, in between sets on the, you know, surf, <laughs> surfing. It's like, you know, it's like, what are you doing? Look, God knows and you know. But what is it today? As we continue in our study through the book of Genesis, we're going to see firsthand how this young man named Jacob is going to reap what he's sown. He's going to get it so bad, he's just going to, I mean, it's going to come back on him 
unbelievably, and I remember this too, because I remember I had stole some kid's bike and you know never thought anything about it. Well, this bike that not only did my dad take back that you know was <laughs> that was all turned upside down, but that bike got stolen. I remember how broken I was, and I'm like, I can't believe someone would steal my bicycle. Yeah, well, two years earlier you stole some other kid's bike, so it came back on you. Listen, whether you're a believer or a non-believer. You're going to reap what you sow. And it's just like, wow. You know, it's like, you know, what is going on in your life here today? We're going to see firsthand on how it's going to come back on Jacob's life. And again, it'll be a huge cost for being a conniving, deceiving, hypocrite, and liar. Listen, I think we all have areas in our life that we wish never happened. And, you know, God is very gracious with us as believers. He's very merciful to us. And, you know, maybe God has cut you all kinds of slack, because I know he's cut me slack many times in my life. But this is just, let this be a warning that we need to watch how we live, and we need to pick up from this point and really say, God, I want to do things right. I want my life to honor you. Amen? Thanks for joining us for Core Truth Radio. You've been listening to pastor and Bible teacher Steve Wilbur of Core Church Los Angeles. If you'd like to hear more messages by Pastor Steve, download the Core Church Los Angeles free app available on iOS and Android. Core Truth is sponsored by and is a listener-supported outreach of Core Church LA. If you've been blessed by this program, consider supporting our radio ministry by texting Core Church LA to 77977. You can also give via our app or online at corechurchla.org. Or you can mail your support to P.O. Box 34789, Los Angeles, California, 90034. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.